A small pro-Russia autonomous region of Moldova has issued a public call for help from Moscow. Relations between the region called Transnistria and Moldova have always been tense and worsened in recent months after Moldova imposed new custom duties on imports to and exports from Transnistria. On Wednesday, a rare session of the Transnistria Congress appealed to Russia to help protect the region in the face of increased pressure from Moldova, according to the TASS news agency. Russia's foreign ministry says protection of those living in the region is a priority, while Moldova described the call for help as a propaganda event. Here's more now from the president of Moldova speaking at a summit in Albania. Do you fear Transnistria may be dragged into the war? Moldova, Moldova is safe today. Ukraine needs to uh, be supported. Ukraine is keeping us today peaceful and safe. Joining us now is Matthew Schmidt, an expert on Russia and Ukraine. He teaches national security at the University of New Haven. Welcome back. Good to see you. Thanks. Good to be here. Okay, so it's probably best to start with Transnistria for Dummies 101. Uh, it's just 1,600 square miles. Uh, it's a small sliver of land squeezed between Moldova and Ukraine. Declared independence in 1990, but it's not recognized internationally. Notably, though, it's home to about 500,000 mostly Russian speakers, as well as 1,500 Russian soldiers. So fast forward to Wednesday, and during a meeting of the Council of Deputies, the parliament issues this call for help to Russia. So what is this call to help and why do they do it? This call to help, John, is a classic part of the Russian playbook. Uh, it's a situation where you take a, a, a Russophone population and you have them uh, declare that they are afraid of, uh, of something happening to them, that they are afraid of being discriminated against, in this case by Moldova, and, uh, and then asking for Mother Russia to come in and help them. It's what happened in the Donbass. It's what happened in Crimea. It's what happened in Georgia. It's an absolutely classic pattern. So to your point, defending Russians and Russian speakers, wherever they are, has sort of been policy, if you like, for Putin as a way of justifying Russian military action, like the one currently underway in Ukraine. Here's Putin back in February 23rd, 2022. The People's Republic of Donbass asked Russia for help. In this regard, I decided to conduct a special military operation. It aims to protect people who have been bullied and subjected to genocide by the Kiev regime for eight years. It would seem unlikely that a call for Russian help from officials in Transnistria would be made publicly uh, before they get some kind of reassurance from Kremlin ahead of time that there will be help if they need it. I think it's best to think of this as a trial balloon. Uh, I'm not sure that it's in Russia's interest to actually in, engage in, uh, in, in operations in Transnistria. Um, and I'm not sure that Transnistrians really want it. But they are playing the part here in establishing the idea and the threat of it uh, out there in, in the context of Moldova seeking greater integration with Europe and then the general battlefield situation in Ukraine, right? The, the, the fear about this region is that, that Russian quote-unquote peacekeeping troops there could act as, uh, as a hammer against the anvil of Russian troops further to the east and south uh, in Ukraine. So the Institute for the Study of War about a week ago warned that Transnistria may call for or organize a referendum on Transnistria's annexation to Russia. This was at a recently announced Transnistrian Congress of Deputies, which was planned for February 28th, as in Wednesday. So it turns out they did not go that far. Um, but, you know, I guess that move is still on the table in some regards. But obviously this goes into your theory that it may be a trial balloon. 
Right. So there, there are a lot of physical reasons why it might not be good uh, for Transnistria to become part of Russia. One is that there's a giant country in between them called Ukraine that is not friendly to Russia. Um, and Transnistria relies on their oil and gas, right, coming in from from Russia. Um, and then, you know, they have no they have a they have an electrical generation plant, which is their big leverage because it feeds power into Moldova proper. And if they were to break away, they don't have that market. So they don't get money uh, providing that electricity to Moldova if Moldova goes further west to get it from the EU. So this is why I think this is a lot of, of posturing in order to create the sense of a threat, in order to sort of just create chaos. Um, but, but I don't think anything's going to happen yet. Okay, well, Ukraine's President Zelensky on Wednesday not only described Vladimir Putin as Hitler Act 2, but he also had this warning. All of us, I think we have to prepare. For what? Just to be strong. To prepare for war or peace, it's, it's not about it. To prepare for Putin's next steps. And keep in mind, most of those 1,500 Russian soldiers who are based there in Transnistria are there to guard what's been described as the largest illegal arms depot in Eastern Europe, 20,000 tonnes of mostly obsolete Soviet-era munitions. And if for some reason there was an explosion at that military depot, uh, the blast could be compared to a 10-kiloton nuclear bomb, which was dropped on the city of Hiroshima in 1945. This does seem to raise the stakes here substantially with regards to whatever Putin decides to do next. Well, first of all, that that description, uh, you know, belabors the fact that those those munitions are not all stacked on top of each other. And in order to get a 20 kiloton explosion, you've got to you've got to light them up all at the same time. That's almost certainly not going to happen. And then, you know, as far as what Zelensky is saying is Zelensky, I think, is engaging in some some positioning here, too. Right. Some floating of trial balloons. It's in his interest to to have Europe worry about Putin moving beyond Ukraine. I, again, am doubtful of that. I don't discount the possibility that that might make sense to Putin, but I don't see it making sense for Putin right now. It would only bring NATO in and increase the threat to his military power, which is what gives him threat in the rest of the world, gives him power in the rest of the world. So if he if he loses to NATO coming into the war, he's worse off than if he stays where he's at right now, controlling what he controls in Ukraine. Matthew Schmidt, as always, thank you, sir. Good to have you with us. My pleasure.